A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. Have you ever heard of a scream bear? How about a lighthouse with an alien-like tunnel underneath? Prepare to have your mind scrambled in this prism of mutation as we shimmer our way through the epic details of Chamber of Chills number 42 top horror film of all time, Annihilation. Can you describe its form? No. Start from the beginning. Your husband's here. Let me see him. He's extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the Shimmer. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. It's beautiful. Check this out. It's like they're stuck in a continuous mutation. Anything interesting in there? No. destroying everything. It's not destroying. It's making something new. Welcome back to the Chamber of Chills. I'm Adam Ragsdale. And I'm Cameron Long. And we are dissecting our number 42 top horror film of all time, Annihilation. We are excited. This is our first sci-fi horror we've reviewed. Oh, that's true. So, I guess I haven't thought about that. I mean, I guess uh, Cabin in the Woods was kind of sci-fi. Kind not of. Really. But this one's like straight up alien straight up. outer space yes, vibes. Absolutely. So this R-rated sci-fi horror came out in 2018. It was written and directed by Alex Garland, uh, who has only directed three released films ever. Shut the front door. And one TV miniseries and one upcoming film. Really? He directed okay. Ex Machina in 2014. Uh, I've heard of that. I haven't seen it. He directed Men in 2022. Uh, I didn't see that one either. I did. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and he's uh, directing Civil War, which is coming soon. Oh, okay. Um, but he directed a TV series as well that came out in 2020. Good for you. Yeah, so Min was very interesting. So he's a very... He's out there. He's a unique writer-director, <laughs> one might say. Star cast members, Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Thompson, and Oscar Isaac. The awards and nominations, it received no Academy buzz, but it did get nominated for Best Sci-Fi Horror Movie at the 2019 Critics' Choice Awards, and it was the winner for the Best Special Effects at the 2018 Fright Meter Awards, along with three nominations in Best Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and Best Score. Heck yeah. Fright Meter, baby. Fright Meter, rolling in again. It is rolling the dough. We should attend. <laughs> Fright Meter, if you're listening, hit us with those tickets. Hit us with those free ticks. <laughs> is it an event, or do they just... I'm pretty sure it's an event. I actually don't know. Cool. I'm, uh, I haven't done any research now that I think about it. <laughs> I should really look okay, into yeah. it. Ratings it received, IMDb 6.8 out of 10. Mm. That's 350,000 ratings. Very split down the middle. Yeah. A lot of people did not like it, and a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, 88%. Pretty high. Letterboxd, 3.6 out of 5. 
The budget of this film was 40 to $55 million, which is a pretty big gap. That's the only thing I could find. Okay. Which today that's 50 to $67 million, which is depressing because this was made in 2018. That is crazy. Five years ago, $55 million, five years later is $67 million today. Wow. That is inflation in the US, ladies and gents. Woohoo. Global box office was 43.1 million. <laughs> and today that's 53 million, which the budget versus the box office, not the not best. Pretty. Which a lot of people that gave it high ratings were like, this film is incredibly underrated. Mm-hmm. I actually agree to an extent because I have not heard a lot of people talk about I this had, film. So this is a fun fact for you guys. This was my first movie that I had not seen for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I had not seen it. Yeah. Not a lot. I only saw a couple college buddies invited me to to watch it one night and I was like, oh, I haven't heard much about it. And then I watched it and I was like, what the heck? Why yeah. isn't anybody talking about it's this? It's a wild ride for sure. And we can... Yeah, yeah we'll I, dissect that. How long filming took? Approximately 36 days. It began uh, principal shooting in April 2016 and ended in June 2016. Okay. And now we're going to jump into the film summary with Cammy. Oh, yeah, it's my turn. It's so exciting. <laughs> okay. All right. Buckle up, everybody. Buckle up. The summary for this film. The story follows a biologist named Lena, played by Natalie Portman, who joins a secretive mission into an environmental disaster zone known as the Shimmer. (laughs) This mysterious and expanding phenomenon is altering the landscape and all life within it. As Lena, 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 I think. Lena. Is it Lena? I think it's Lena. Okay. As Lena and her team venture deeper into the Shimmer, (laughs) <laughs> Adam's dog is dude, he's crawling on the couch zero I'm in the middle of a summary zero. yeah so they venture deeper into the shimmer and they encounter a series of increasingly bizarre and terrifying phenomena including mutated creatures and strange otherworldly plant life the film delves into themes of self-destruction evolution and the unknown Lena's personal journey is intertwined with the overarching mystery of the shimmer and the film explores the concept of self-destruction and the boundaries of human knowledge and understanding. It's a mesmerizing film that blurs the lines between science fiction and the supernatural. Kerchow. Kerchow. And that's all for me, ladies and gentlemen. Boom. Great film summarization right there. thank you. Yeah. I hope you guys all understand now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because I still don't understand. I know, it's so vague. But we'll dissect that. Yes. Breakdown ballroom. Oh, yeah. All righty. Favorite double, scenes. Double B. You got those double Bs? You got those double Bs, baby? <laughs> All right. What you got? I said the intro. What? I know. Wow, our first one. We've never said the I intro. I know. We've never any of ever movies. said it, ever. Uh, immediately launches your curiosity and a very interesting director uh, approach was that you now know she's the only one who lives yeah. in whatever her quest is. So... He just right off the bat is like, oh yeah, everyone else that she goes into the shimmer with dies. Yes. And you're like, oh, whoa. I actually said the exact same thing. I said the intro. Sue me. But you're the same guy. Yeah, big intro guy. For the same reasons though, because it does show her post shimmer. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, she's clearly the only survivor. And it does get your curiosity just up and running. Cause yeah. you're like, Oh my gosh, what is about to go down? Like, what am I about to watch that led her to this moment? Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool way to start the film. And there's also like a shot of like the meteor for a little bit that sh- it shows the meteor crashing, hitting the, the lighthouse. lighthouse yeah. The imagery was super cool. So just a great way, I think to like open, 
the whole thing up. I agree. And just piques your curiosity like so quickly. For show. What did you eat? You had rations for two weeks. You were inside for nearly four months. I don't remember eating. How long did you think you were inside? Days. Maybe weeks. What happened to Josie Raddock? Next one I put, the swamp house slash white mm, alligator. Yep. That albino little, alligator. The gator. The gator. The, the albino gator. gator. <laughs> yeah, that I, scene was crazy. I really enjoyed that scene. I have more to say about that later, but I... I don't know. Just it's the first time you encounter something that is mutated. Yes. As far as beasts go. And it's in the water that the set was really cool because it, it was, was. The ha- that it was like the shack that was like ha- half in the water. Mm-hmm. So the living room is like in the water. Yeah. And one of the girls gets pulled in. Um, and Natalie Portman's character, Lena, has to go in and like grab her out. And then they see this like white albino alligator just like massive slither its way out. Yeah. And then they have to shoot it and it takes a lot to kill it. And then yeah. they look at its teeth and it's all messed up. And yeah. That's the rows of its teeth are like all jacked. It's Super like a shark weird. almost. Yeah. yeah. That so, was a cool scene. It was I, fun. I agree. Um, adding to the mutated animals, which this is kind of jumping further in, but yep. The bear scene number two, which obviously we're going to talk about this scene yes. because it is so about good. It a lot. So good. So but sick. Just to like kind of set the scene for you guys, there's this character, Anya, and she like ties the other women up to chairs. There's this whole reason why she's kind of losing her mind a little bit. Yeah. But she's basically alluding to cutting them open. Like she's kind of, she's, she's going crazy. She's also losing, she lost trust in Lena's character. Yes, for sure. And then you hear Cass, one of the other women who was killed by a bear earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. You hear her outside, like screaming for help. So Anya grabs her gun and she goes out there to help her. And so then all you see are the other girls sitting in the chair. They're tied up and you hear a bear and you're like, oh, shoot. But then you're like, wait, was Cass out there or like was she using it like Cass's bait or the bear like was anyways. Yeah. But then this mutated, ugly-looking bear just like strolls in. Bear. Yes, he strolls in, and they're just like sitting completely still as this bear walks up on him, and he opens his mouth, and all you hear is like Cass, the character who died, mm-hmm. her screams. Yeah, and she's just saying like, "Help me!" So you're like, "Oh my gosh!" This bear somehow literally is able to like mimic its last victim. Yeah. And that sound was haunting. It was crazy. It's so creepy. But that whole scene I thought was just so good. concept of that bear is gnarly it really is like whoever came up with that idea because yeah it's like a half decomposed like it's yeah it's crazy yeah which some of the the reason why i called it what i did is because some of i think it was either a review or something called it the scream bear 
I mean, that's, so, that's I think pretty I'm accurate. Stuck with I mean, it was creepy. I so many great things about that scene for yeah, me. Yeah, I I put the same thing. I also stepping back a little bit. Uh, I put the snake intestine scene. Oh yeah, that was pretty wild. Um, it's oh, that the, was grotesque. It's really like the first grotesque imagery mm-hmm. by a long shot, and it's just something you've. I mean, we have never seen before, and that's yeah. the one thing that's cool about this film is it's like imagery that's very out there that yes. you're like i can i can guarantee if you've never seen this film then you've never seen some of this imagery before yeah and the scene was like they open this guy's up this guy's up this, they, they <laughs> open this guy's like stomach up and they're like cutting into it and his intestines are moving yeah. around like a snake it's super weird super super weird. super weird and, and it's like all like from like a camcorder like yes. they're watching it on this it's tiny little screen that they so found. it kind of has that eerie close count like i don't know it it was very disturbing yeah and seeing the blade like when they are cutting into his stomach yeah that was pretty gross i was you know you know me and those tiny blades this is a horror film yeah for sure because that was pretty freaking violent yeah okay obviously another obvious scene Mm -hmm. but the climax yeah where she finds the lighthouse the whole ending yeah I want to say the last survivor she's really not at that point but she's about to be the Mm -hmm. last remaining woman explorer on this journey and she crawls down into that mysterious little chamber and there's like that alien you know it's anyways it's able to basically duplicate her as this humanoid metallic thing yeah and it just like mimics every movement she makes like so there's two versions of lena that you follow through the movie there's lena before her life kind of sucked because she she was happily married to is it kane is that oscar isaac's name yeah Mm -hmm. So she's happily married and she's ever, all the colors are warm and it's just like happy lifestyle. And then we have the modern Lena who's like depressed and going through it, going through it, self destructing because she, you know, suffered a failed marriage. And so, anyways, you have that duality of the character. There's both mm-hmm. sides. And then now you see her facing herself again in a way and having to like destroy that. Anyways, there's a lot of ambiguity in this movie. So that's, it's, it can really be interpreted any kind of way. But I yeah. just thought that was like a cool little kind of symbol there. Yeah. But, and I know we'll dissect that scene a lot too. But yeah. I think one thing that I, even looking into it more, it was almost like a mesmerizing, psychedelic, choreographed dance. Okay, the choreography, I was going to say, so is another cool. really cool part. This like, you know, creatures like mirroring all of her mm-hmm. actions even down to she punches it and then it punches her back and like <laughs> which is such a cool detail because yeah. that's how it would happen yeah so it's pretty wild yeah that so, whole scene was really cool um i really liked the imagery of the man's body that turned into that crazy twisted flower thing oh, which was yes. so sick super cool um and i just want to call out to the production design team mm-hmm Killed, killed it, it for sure so good the atmosphere is so cool so cool yeah and it's then, a it's a trippy experience for sure yeah and then i also put the end so yeah which was more the climax concept i don't even know like what where yeah. the heck do you even begin i you know think it's brilliant especially yes. after doing more research on yes. what it means I loved the metaphorical aspect of this. And I, I mean, I personally just love metaphorical films in general that, mm-hmm. you know, are vague enough to allow for audience interpretations to be unique, yes. but still provide the viewer with enough evidence to suggest the director wasn't being unintentionally obscure. Yeah. And there's definitely a tough balance to do that, but I yeah. think that Garland did it really well. Yeah. Well, so what do you think? I don't know if it's time to dive into that because it's, it's a whole can of worms, but 
do you like I saw a lot of people saying that it's like about cancer essentially Mm -hmm. would you agree with that I didn't do enough like I didn't go down that rabbit hole deep enough to know the ins and outs of it but like there's I think at the beginning she's talking about cancer cells Mm -hmm. and how they like can duplicate and they eat out the other cells and then there's like in the movie that's a theme this duplication and you know it's annihilating essentially yeah like the original and taking over and anyways whenever I was doing research on it I also found that and my mind immediately, whenever I was watching it, I didn't think that. No, I didn't either. So whenever I saw that and it, I saw an article, it was like, this movie is about cancer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So th- which which off the bat, I was like, oh, it kind of makes sense. Cause you know, even Dr. Ventress is going in there knowing yeah. she's about to die because she has cancer. Right. Um, and then of course, self-destruction and all that stuff. And then the, the concept of mutation in the cells and all that. And I was like, oh, that's, that makes sense. I want to yeah. dissect it more. So I did write down a ton of things that would Ooh. lend itself to being okay. that, which we can dive into later. Dude, heck but yeah. I thought that it was really interesting and I kind of weigh more on that side now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that. Okay, cool. Being the well, I mean, yeah. Just going back to the original question, I guess, or prompt. Conceptual uniqueness is out of this world. Oh I mean, gosh. the creatives behind the source material, the book, and then this film, yeah. both round of applause because it's like a wild ride. And if you think about it as like, I guess like a cake, there's the top layer. There's already this super cool concept with like the shimmer, like even just that name I think is super cool. Yeah. And this like mutating, you know, environment and all of that. But then you have that second layer where it's about, you know, like self-destruction and like there's that whole like, and like you said, tons of metaphors that could be made and symbolisms. And so they sat down and they worked on this gosh, because it's crazy. It is crazy. Director's touch. I think that he is wonderful. I love Garland's. I agree. I need to watch Ex Machina. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. But I'm I'm always a fan of writer director films that are well done in general. Just nothing against directors that don't write their own content. But I just have a deeper respect for directors who do, and you can tell when they do because they just understand what they're executing. Well, what's so cool about his case too, and this is actually something a lot of people were pissed about. I guess people who read the book they get really mad about this movie hmm. because he came out and I, I wrote this for fact for us, but I'll go ahead and spoil it. He basically read the book and then later decided I'm going to make that a movie, but I'm not going to reread the book. I'm just going to make the movie based on what I remember. Oh, wow. And he wanted it to feel like a dream of the book he read. So it's not a direct, hmm. you know, like translation it's of the book. almost inspired by not yes. translated. And so he had the same characters and same kind of premise but he changed a lot of things because and that, that's just such a crazy concept to me because like imagine you read a book and then like three or four years later you're like oh yeah i remember that book and i'm gonna make a movie about it but i'm not gonna reread it i'm just gonna go for it and i think that's a really great because it's honestly pretty ballsy super ballsy. and it's you gotta know it's gonna piss some people off but he did yeah. it anyways he kind of said it with his chest and kind of respect that so i do respect that i I think if you're like a huge fan of the book, obviously you'd be like, you didn't do yeah. the book justice. But if you're a fan of just creativity in general, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, he took something that yeah. did affect him and he just kind of ran with it in his own unique way. I don't yeah. know. That's really interesting. Yep. Wow. I thought you did a good job. Agreed. Acting. Acting. This cast is crazy. Talk about woman power. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Natalie Portman 
was great, obviously. Yeah, on top, and then on top of that, okay, Oscar Isaac, you know, mm-hmm. he's also wonderful. He's great in everything. Um, I do have one little hot take about Jennifer Jason Lee. Did not do it for me. Yes, I'm so glad you said this. She, I completely agree. Underperformed significantly. I did not like her performance. Yeah, and I don't know if it may just be a case for me of like I felt like overacting a little bit. I don't know. It what did you like, think? So here's everything I said about her. She was too stiff and unfazed yeah. about most things. I get that she's dealing with a ton considering she's both seen so many people go in and not come back. And she now knows she has cancer. She, these like are her last days. But I just think you can play cold and stiff in a way that isn't a character resembling a blank wall. Yes. <laughs> like she was like overacting in the sense yeah. of like she was trying too hard to, to be to be this like stone wall yeah. character. I don't know. I just it wasn't selling me. I'm so glad you said that. Because I agreed, and I was like, I wonder if Adam thought the because <laughs> you have way more acting experience than I do. So I just kind of watched from afar, and I was like, I don't know if I liked her acting in this one. No. Okay, yeah. glad we're on the same page. But Rest everybody else, I mean, did really, was, really well. Yeah, so. just want to say too. Screenplay wonderfully written, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Again, yeah. I honestly thought it had just enough written to portray context clues of what could be happening without giving too much away. Yeah. And my favorite line, her saying, I owe him instead of I love him because of her guilt and own self-destruction was just fantastic writing. Yeah, that's true. I thought it was really well done. I thought like the characters are fleshed out really well, especially Natalie Portman's character. Like you see, like I said earlier, you know, her in the past and then her in the present and then you even see her in the future. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see like three different stages. Very so it's point. very fleshed out yeah, for her, her. Um, which I thought was really cool. And then also just creating that sense of like mystery and tension. And it again gets your curiosity kind of going because it's just you're always kind of wondering whether you're viewing the future or the past. You're like, what's what is about to happen? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. It's a cool way to take it. I completely agree. It's also just hard to write realistically within a situation that's so bizarre yeah. and something that we would just like never experience. Yeah. It's it's out there yeah. for sure. I thought the score is absolutely I, phenomenal. Okay. I said I loved it. And that's how you know it's good if I notice it. Because <laughs> I'm so bad about picking up on the score. But wow, this oh, one was good. Man. Like I was up on Spotify, like, okay, which ones are from okay. this scene and which ones I was but, literally about to say it takes a lot for me to go back and listen to uh-huh. a track, let alone the entire score, which I did for this film. Oh, you did the whole thing? Yeah. And so only because I was like, wow, I just love the yeah. the eeriness. I love synthetic eeriness, you know, yes. too. Um, these are a lot of synthesizers and stuff and like very low bass, cool tones with that. The two tracks to me. Okay. Well, the best one is the track called The Alien, mm. which is a 12-minute whirlwind of a psychedelic synthetic masterpiece. That's crazy. It's just wild. Yeah. And that's the climax scene. Yeah, like with the choreography and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's and the, that's when I remember being like crazy. I mean, my college buddies, um, we talked about that specific song because we would like listen to it afterwards and be like that bass part was like so crazy, so good, um, and memorable. Yeah. So, um, and then the final track, I love this the track Annihilation. It's just also great. Okay. So yeah, score score. Just Very case. well done. Yes. For, yeah, 
especially like more like modern day horror, you don't get like a lot of like just bangers, you know? Yeah, but exactly. Cinematography. I really liked it. Me too. Actually, I think it it's very vibrant. Um, mm-hmm. They almost like treated nature as its own character with like the colors and like, like again, the vibrancy of all of it. It's a great way to put it. Um, colorful scenes that made things pop. Um, job well done on my end. Yeah. Everything was intentional. The prism yeah. lighting, the color grading, all of it. And I just loved even the small shots of like Lena and Kane sitting at the dining table and the cameras focused on their hands through the glass of water, yeah. which was like such great foreshadowing yes. to like everything just being completely I, mixed yeah. up through this prism. That refraction. Exactly. So cool. It's just great intentionality behind that. I actually added, we don't normally talk about production design. Um, oh yeah, we really don't. I was like, I wanted to talk about it this time because I don't know why we haven't added it into Breakdown Ballroom before. Hey, we can do but that. But it would, we should. All right. I th- let's, let's freaking do it. <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, fine. It's in there. But I, I just think it would be a huge miss on our part not to add it in for this film. Yeah. Because... It was phenomenal in this yeah. film. The props, the set design, the makeup, all of it was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. I feel like it would have been so fun to be on set to see like yes. all of that in person. Yeah. Obviously, there's a ton of CGI going there, but I mean, they have a lot. Yeah. I mean, practically too. So totally. Especially like, yeah, in the, the empty swimming pool, the guy who's kind of grown yeah. into that the side. That set was awesome. So cool. Super, super cool. Overall impact. It is a bummer. I feel like this movie is lesser known, and this is coming from a guy who just watched it for the first time, <laughs> but it is a lesser known horror film in the horror communities. Yes. You know? I would say most people in the horror film community would, wouldn't even really think about this as a horror, but it is classified yeah. as a horror. I was actually at a at dinner on Friday, and somebody knew we had seen it, and they asked, you know, how was it? And so I was talking about it. And they're like, but would you say it's a horror film? And I was like, I think so. Mm-hmm. But I could see how there could be a debate, but it definitely, I think kinda, when you think about the grotesque imagery, I was gonna say, it, it rides the line between thriller and horror, mm-hmm. but I would, I would venture to say it's more of a horror. Well, and after I was asked that, I, I thought back on it too, because there is the scene with his stomach being cut open mm-hmm. and his intestines are slithering around. Yeah. And then the bear, when he kills Anya, he like rips her jaw like the bottom half of her jaw clean off her face yes and you're like that's disgusting i would say that shot and the shot of the knife going into the guy's stomach alone makes it more horror for sure and that's not us saying obviously that violence is what makes a horror film it definitely just adds to the case that this film could be considered horror because yeah you have that and then you also have like we said the bear with the moans and screams of his last victim coming out of his mouth. Like, that was so creepy. Yeah. And there's just a lot of cool, cool parts that I think make it. I totally horror. agree. And I just said it, it's really just a wonderful ride of metaphorical sci fi. Yeah. You know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, honestly. But I also know that not everyone loves a film that leaves them questioning what they just witnessed whenever yes. it's done. So, my argument against that is that you're just labeling yourself as a surface level viewer. So, chew on that. Oh shoot! He's coming for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm coming. I, I do feel like a lot of people want, and this, there. I mean, you do you. There's no problem with just wanting a good, straight to the point, concrete answer to things. Yeah, but you should give it a shot. You should try to, you know, bend out of your way. What am I saying? <laughs> bend out of your way. How about you just? Why don't you just? No, never mind. <laughs> Screw it. You take. 
a little Anyways, bit. Uh, let's close it out. And uh, <laughs> no, I, I just think you should open yourself up a little bit. Maybe baby step it. Start watching some films that may be a little obscure. And you know, yeah, maybe don't but, go from Jeepers Creepers to this film. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. go from the most surface level film <laughs> exactly. to like the most to like, a super complicated. complex film. But yeah. overall impact, I think it's it's underrated. And I think they were probably expecting more because they have you know a star-studded cast and a yeah. large budget and the concepts. They're hoping to rake in a bit of cheddar. Didn't pan out from a commercial standpoint. But that said, I think it belongs in the conversation of you know ambiguous open interpretation films. I completely agree. So chew on that. <laughs> so chew on that. <laughs> I lo- I need to start saying that more. I'm gonna just walk away from conversations with that. <laughs> In like your work setting. Yeah. Or my wife, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You're dumb. Chew on that. So chew on that. I'm going to, that'll be my new email signature. (laughs) Every email I send, chew on that. That's sincerely Adam. (laughs) We're going to ask that you put in your two weeks. Love that. Today's your last day. (laughs) Chew on that. (laughs) So dumb. Okay. 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 Is what the owl said. <laughs> is what the owl said in the fact In the forest. fact forest, baby. <laughs> that is not at all an owl. That, it was close. You know, maybe that was a, a mutated, mutated owl. A mutated owl. Oh. Um, all right. Shall I? Shall you? All right. Did you know? No. <laughs> Due to a poorly received test screening, David Ellison, a financier at Paramount, became concerned that the film was too intellectual and too complicated and demanded changes to make it appeal to a wider audience, including making Natalie Portman's character more sympathetic and changing the ending, which is pretty crazy. Producer Scott Rudin sided with Garland, the director, and his desire to not alter the film, and he defended the film and refused to take any notes Mm. from the execs. So they left it and sent it out as it was. But yeah, I guess the studio was like, yeah, this is too complex. Which you gotta I mean, dial it back. They I will say I am glad that Garland didn't make the edits. Yeah. To make it more generally, you know, applicable. Not not applicable. Appe- yeah. Appeal. Yeah. Broader appeal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you can apply it to your daily life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the studios were kind of right because the box office did not it reflects that for sure. Do very well. Yep. I wonder if there's ever like an I told you so kind of thing. Chew on that, Garland. Chew on that, I told Garland. you. <laughs> um, we got to stop. <laughs> that was the last We're one. We're cutting ourselves off. Um, Oscar Isaac films this movie and Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi on adjacent studio lots. He had the same trailer for both films and would often film scenes for both movies on the same day. That would be a crazy switch. You're a pilot in the galaxy or you're an alien slash dying person. <laughs> anyway, that is interesting. Yeah, wow. same day going back and forth. Uh, director Alex Garland decided not to reread the novel. I already mentioned that. He wanted to adapt it like a dream of the mm-hmm. book in his own words. Cool. Natalie Portman had stated earlier in her career that she would never be in a horror film, but she happily changed her mind to appear in Black Swan, which I actually have not seen. It's, it's a great crazy. Film. I need to watch that. Um, and this film as her exceptions as she really wanted to work with the filmmakers. So mm-hmm. it's a fair enough reason. Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac are in different trilogies in the Star Wars franchise. 
Portman was in episode one through three as Padme, while Isaac is in episodes seven to nine as Poe Dameron. And then lastly, more just connecting it all together, Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, and Benedict Wong were all in the MCU. Portman was in Thor. That's right. In Thor The Dark World. Thompson was in Thor Ragnarok. And Wong was in Doctor Strange and Avengers Infinity War. Wow. So you got some Star Wars and Marvel people in this one. Man, it's it's a crazy wonder, cast. You just wonder if she got all of her powers from <laughs> the <laughs> Probably. <shimmer. laughs> wow, that's a connection. Someone write a fanfic about that one. Yeah, that's, that, that wraps up my Did You Know segment. Okay. Thank you for joining. Now we're in to, oh, I was going to go through some of the cancer stuff. Oh, please do. Let okay. me just sit back. All right, bear, fact force part two, bear with me. <laughs> um, and this is only because I did not know any of this before. And I was like, oh, I want to write this down just in case. Okay. The film, as per some other people's opinions, and now I lean towards this as well, is a big metaphor for cancer. Yeah. It's clear within the first 15 minutes that the premise of Garland's movie is basically, what if the earth, that is the planet itself, got cancer? And then the movie moves forward from that premise. So he's suggesting the shimmer is this cancerous cell. That's a, okay. That's cool. We immediately settle right into the movie's core metaphor right from Lana's first lecture at John Hopkins. She talks about cell division, particularly how cells rapidly divide and mutate. We then cut back three years earlier when a mysterious something struck a lighthouse in the southern reach and that thing started expanding. The unexplained phenomenon makes a good stand-in for how cancer strikes. Everything is normal and then it's not. And in its place is something that's mutating and like the shimmer, expanding. Yes, we can talk about risk factors, but there are perfectly healthy people who still get cancer. It's not that cancer is inexplicable, but rather our understanding of it is still evolving. thought that was interesting. That is cool. Moving beyond that, everything gets messed up because of mutations. And as Radic later explains to the group, they're basically inside of a prism, so everything is refracting. Minds, bodies, everything gets screwed up because that's what cancer does to a healthy body. Continuing on. Other certain details bolster the cancer metaphor. For example, the expedition team is all women. From a plot perspective, this is explained by pointing out that previous teams were men, and this could change the results of the expedition. However, it's also worth noting that the most common form of cancer is breast cancer, which largely affects women. Shoot. I thought that note was great. That is, yeah, really interesting. Cancer relates to Lena's flashbacks in much the same way that Lena's self-destruction creates cancer in her marriage. For Lena, her story is about trying to find redemption. That's why when she talks about trying to rescue Cain, she doesn't say, I love him. She says, I owe him. Mm. Okay. Moving on, Raddick notes that Ventress wants to face it and Lena wants to fight it, but she chooses to just accept it. Sometimes people go violently and others slip away. There's not a single kind of cancer death. Okay. I thought that was cool. Scream Bear isn't just a horrifying creation that can rip you apart. This creature also stands in for the fear of how people will remember your dying moments. The fear of a cancer patient that they'll be remembered not for who they were, but for their final moments of agony. Dang, that's That's crazy. Crazy and really sad. Yeah, for real. The end, the climax. Okay. Cancer is both alien and it is in ourselves. It's not an infection or a virus. It's our own bodies turned against us, which is what happens to Lena in the lighthouse. The only way she's able to destroy it is with the phosphorus grenade, which may as well stand in for chemotherapy. It's a destructive force meant to snuff out the alien being that's also a part of us. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay, it's got to be cancer. I know, dude. I feel like that's too... There's too much there. Yes. And the last thing that I said was, why not just make a movie about cancer? What makes Annihilation special is that it wants to confront the cold, uncaring horror of it all. Yeah. So... Garland didn't make a movie about extraterrestrials, is what this is saying. Yeah. He made a movie about us and the most horrifying thing many of us will confront in some way during our lifetimes. A thing so powerful it can transform us into seemingly unrecognizable or alien versions of ourselves. And isn't that the true horror? Okay, that's crazy. Dude, that's yeah. super cool. Which that article really just unpacked a ton yeah, for, for me. for real. Well, because like I heard some, I watched a YouTube video on it and this guy kind of talked about it. But to hear that, I mean, because here's the thing too, I am a firm believer in if you look for something in anybody or anything, you're going to find it. Yeah. But that one is pretty convincing. It's really not a stretch. Like most of those like, you know, theories about the film, whether it's a metaphor or whatever, are really like stretching stuff. But he was like, this just is consistent the whole film. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm sold. I think that's I totally, think so totally what it's about. Yeah. Who knows? I'd be interested to hear anybody else if they have their. Yeah. Opinions, what do you guys think? So. <laughs> yes. I will set it again. Dora, I, know. I will set it again. No, I cut myself off. All right. <laughs> no more. No more. Chew. Change chamber. Change or is it mishap manner? Oh my gosh! I forgot to include it. I'm that's dumb. okay. I'm dummy boy. We forgive here. There's grace. I need grace. All right, Miss Hat Manor. <laughs> um, Go. I, got I wrote nothing. a few. Okay, thank you. Well, these were some of them I realized when we were watching it, some I just read online. But during an attack by a bear, one character is shown to be bitten on the left shoulder by the creature, and it is mentioned in behind the scenes footage. However, in the next scenes, the character shows no outward sign of injury on their affected shoulder, such as scratches, blood, or bandages. Hmm. Just a little continuity thing. Interesting. Uh, when the team takes shelter, in the abandoned military base, UK-style electrical outlets can be seen despite the film being set in the US. So, I guess they filmed in the UK. I sometimes. caught that. I actually, I, I was going to say, wow, <laughs> no, like, look, no at <laughs> <laughs> look at you. Can you imagine? Look at you. Those are UK outlets. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's just super like, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Despite carrying full gear and military training... They forgot to bring or use flashlights when chasing after the taken team member, Cass. Uh, they just ran into the dark. Interesting. Which, you know. Yeah, you might maybe need those. they just didn't have time for that. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, the alien genetic material merges with the DNA of the life forms within the Shimmer. At one point in the movie, plants are seen which have taken on the shape of humans. Two of them, an adult human and a child human, are holding hands. The alien genetic material would have no concept of holding hands and neither would human DNA, so holding hands would not have happened. But it's cool imagery, so we forgive it. Yeah, but that, that does make sense. Technically. Un- unless, now that I think about it, because what's-her-face turns into one? Um, uh, Josie. Josie. Yes, I, I forgot her name. Tessa Thompson's character. Yes. Yeah. She turns into one just by letting it happen. True. And they did say that this Shimmer thing took over a city. So what if it was actually two people? Ah, uh, okay. First. But if it was just created by the Shimmer, yeah, it wouldn't make sense. That's true. I didn't think about Josie because she literally walks off and then you'd never see her. Like she just, she walks off and then when you turn the, or when you, 
when yeah. Natalie Portman <laughs> turns the corner. You know, when you're in the shimmer <laughs> and you turn the corner, <laughs> she's just not a, there anymore. A bunch of flower people, so you don't know which one is Josie. Mm-hmm. So that's true. That's a good point. IMDb, get your freaking crap together. Yeah, come on, IMDb. Be better. <laughs> IMDb <Now>. be better. <laughs> IMDb better. <laughs> Our um, new campaign. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank um, you. Okay. Now we can eighteen dollars change chamber. We can change up the chamber. Change up that chamber. Is there anything that doesn't make any sense? I okay. have a few. All right, kick us off. Feels like it'd be a bigger military slash government operation <laughs> if it was around for at least ten months and was spreading and could potentially, you know, kill the world. I thought that too. I was like, this is not how they. Would this is another it. cabin of the woods thing, but also, it is what it is. Why is a psychologist leading this operation? Okay, is does does she even have any military threat experience? I had that issue when they walked in, and I because okay, so because she's a doctor, she's a psychiatrist, and then there's a physicist, psychologist. No, there is. She's a psychologist. My bad. She's a psychologist. There's a physicist. There's a medic or a first responder, and then Natalie Portman, who's like a professor, but she used to be in the army. Yeah. But yeah, they just throw in four people who don't have, like Natalie Portman's, I think, the only one with like army experience. I know, and they're like, oh, that would actually be nice to have. And you're like, oh, you don't think? Yeah. Nobody's come out of this They place. gave everybody AR-15s and just said, go for it. And they just know how to use them. Yeah, I was like, what? Like, what? <laughs> you, didn't send, you didn't think to add a fifth woman that's like a baddie weapon specialist, you know? It's like, oh, actually, now you say that, like, it wait, would be great to have We you. should probably bring, and they didn't bring like gas masks. I was like, okay, this is not how the government would handle this situation. Also, that building was like small. Yes. They're like sure. set up building right outside of the shimmer. Yes. And here's the thing. I'm like, if it had only been a month, that's understandable. It is, yeah. It's been 10 months. Well, it doesn't even say how long they've been there. Yeah. The, one of the other girls just said that she'd been there for 10 months. Yeah. And so I'm like, who knows how long this thing has been around? And this is it not that big be, of a building. Like, and I feel like a the military whole threat. world would like come together. Yes. And like, I or, don't know. If it was in the U.S., then the U.S. military for sure. would be freaking We'd surrounding be all over that, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That didn't make any sense. I said characters repeatedly emphasize that going back along the shoreline would be easier. This is on IMDb. Uh, it would then have made more sense to send armored motorcades straight to the lighthouse instead of repeatedly sending soldiers to their deaths by crossing the wasteland on foot. It would then have been also possible to use wired communication devices instead of doomed radio-based walkie-talkies. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't I was like, think I about wired-based. Yeah, I could kind of see that, but yeah, it is what it's a it's a movie, guys. Yeah, come on. Give guys. grace. <laughs> There's got to be a little grace. Um, stay up in the freaking tower when the oh beast attacks. Oh my gosh, I was so annoyed. They're like, again, another military comment. Do they not know that high ground is better? One of, to me, the most frustrating parts of the entire movie. She's it, like on the ground surveying. I'm like, yeah, you're going to protect everyone on the ground while they're all up in the tower? They're sleeping in this tower and they have one person, they're taking shifts on the ground to like, just scout. It's like a metal cage that yeah, surrounds. But like, them. if you know like there are these not even cage. mutated creatures out and about, why would anyone be on the ground? And then, sure enough, when that mutated bear shows up to drag Cass away, well, I guess before he drags him away, the bear shows up. They all get out of the tower and go to the ground. The safest place is the freaking tower. Yes. Why would you come down from the tower? And you've already seen an uh, alligator that yes. is albino. 
and hard to kill and it has <laughs> the teeth of a shark. So I don't know yeah. what you're... You I don't would know be thinking about there. all of the beasts that could be mutated. Yeah. Ready to Stay snatch in the tower. And they up. did. They snatched Cass <laughs> right they up. snatched Cassie. Yeah, that, that part was just really stupid to me. Yeah. But, did you have any more? Oh, no. I just repeated the whole like gas mask thing. I just thought oh. that was... Yeah. If it's going to biologically change you... <laughs> There's no protection. <laughs> they just walk in in their Sunday She's best like, with a freaking. Do you freaking... remember the last three days? <laughs> yeah, I don't. They just walk in with an AR-15 and just hope for the best. Yeah, come that, on. Where's that, the hazmat suits? Where are the gas masks? Yeah. All right. Why didn't Lena just let Anya come with her to find Shepard's body? I okay. She's like, no, stay here. She's like, no, I'll go alone. I'm gonna go alone. Literally, why? Why are you know. going alone? It added to the plot, and I just couldn't figure out. No. Why though? That would have removed the whole sequence where she ties him to the chair. Yes. Because she brings that up later. She was like, she's like, I you, didn't see it. You I know. didn't see her dead. It's so dumb. That was a plot thing. Whatever. Right. The entire scene of Anya tying all of them to the chairs and going on a crazy rampage just felt yeah. a little forced. I agree. How did the two others not wake up when she was smacking Lena's head with her gun <laughs> to knock her out? And then. I get their brains are getting mushy, but her going psycho just because she found out Kane was Lena's significant other feels a bit stretched. I agree. And like, I yeah, I just don't know if the execution was there for me. Yes, I loved the scene, obviously. Yeah, the, the scene, screen there, but. everything that follows, like as pretty much as soon as you hear Cass, or what you think is Cass, yes. scream outside, then Amazing. it starts for me. The lead up to that where she's ranting and kind I of... kind of checked I'm out. I'm like, ah, ah, yeah. you know? yeah. And then I, this is probably more of a hot take, but this is something that just doesn't make much sense to me. Okay. I love that the cast was all women. Yeah, I agree. But it, it just, just didn't really make sense that it was all women yeah. in this context. Like, because I'm, I'm all for an all woman cast, but you're telling me you're just deciding to send only females into something that no one's been able to come back from, especially whenever you're literally a military operation. Yeah. And like send in just like a big group, have them both. Send with, in a group of 20 people. Yeah, whatever their strengths are. Yeah, I mean, send them together, get going. Instead, there's just, again, four women. Here's an AR-15. Good luck. Which is, again, it's a little for the plot. I do love the metaphor. Yes. Of like the reason. The breast I mean, cancer thing. That crazy. makes the most sense. Yeah. But in the context of the actual storyline. realism, it it's just not as real. Yes, not as realistic yeah. in the situation. All right. Is there That's anything we'd point. change about the film? <sighs> I said the watchtower thing. Yeah. I, that was just really dumb for me. Yep. And again, for the sake of, the sake of the plot, the plot, which I say every week and I'm annoying. So we call it a potty plotty. A p- <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the worst thing I've ever said in my life. You know, I'm never going to say it again. No, I'll forgive you. There's grace. <laughs> <laughs> There's grace here. Gosh, I'm repeating the same <laughs> stuff, dude. Um, There's grace. Chew on that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I just said the whole like strapping up a doctor, a couple of doctors with some guns. And yes. Just, I mean, that didn't make sense. Shoot, go in there. So pretty much the logic sometimes was not yeah. my favorite. All right. I have three kind of specific things I'd change. Okay. I'd make the alligator scene more intense and scary. Yeah. It was really quick. So she gets pulled in the water, Lana gets her out, and then ends up shooting the alligator. Yeah, it is fast. The screen bear was the most thrilling beast, but the alligator could have been more thrilling. For sure. It you could know? be creepy, it yeah. was, especially with like the water. You can't see where it is. Yeah, and you like know, she gets pulled in, and Lena just goes in and grabs her. Yeah, out. and you're like, 
where did the beast go? Is it yeah. not holding on to Sophie or whatever her name Honestly, is? Honestly, this also may be a hot take. It almost, her death was kind of cool, like her turning into like a flower later, Josie. Mm-hmm. But somebody dying in that scene. That's how I want to die, by the way. I want to turn would, into a flower. Turn into that. I mean, a flower statue can't really beat that, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> shoot, shoot. But I kind of wish somebody died with the alligator scene because. I thought she was dead right then. She gets yanked into that yep. freaking house. And then she's underwater and you're like, oh, she's gone. Dude, what if they had taken more than five people in? And you know how they couldn't remember the three days? Yes. They all walk in and they're like, do you remember setting up camp in the past three days? Apparently that's how long we've been right. here. And they're like, oh no, we don't remember. What if okay. they, whenever they all come to that one of the people with them is already dead? And uh, it's just like missing their head or something. So then you automatically are like, whoa, there's, there are beasts Something's here. Something's happening. Yes. Yeah. That would know. have immediately kick-started the fear. The stakes for are these people. raised right off the bat. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about that. You can hire us, guys. Yeah. We, uh, Next time you make Annihilation, hire us. <laughs> I loved the second scene with the screen bear in the house. It was definitely way better than the first scene. Yes. That lasted only like 20 seconds. Yeah. However... Because of the potential with the concept of mutations, they could have easily made more than two wild, scary beasts. Yeah. Because they only did the alligator and the bear. I guess that's true. Which I love the bear. Like, we already talked about that. But I would have added another beast mutation in or built up the scream bear more intensely. So maybe they find its den later or something like that whenever they first come face to face with it or something. I don't know. I agree. It just felt like, oh, they're just throwing in a couple beasts. Yeah, you could have kind of... I don't know. Put another one in there, yeah, somewhere. Because there's so much potential. Yeah, Mutated there really is. Beasts, like, I mean, there's uh, just a minefield of ideas. For, I know. And with the the ones they were already able to come up with, they could have easily come up with at least one more that was really cool. I agree. All right, my last one. I enjoyed what's her face just wanting to become one with the flowers, Sophie, whatever. Yeah, respect. Because that was a cool concept, but it felt a little rushed to me. Like they would cut a scene in between the second screen bear totally. attack and that. Like it just kind of happens. You're yes. like, wait, what? Like she turns into flowers. Something's missing here. So she decides she just doesn't want to fight or confront it and becomes one of the walking tree flower things. Yep. Which is cool. I would have just liked to see more build up to her decision on that. It happens so fast. It's and like, you're just kind of Actually, like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm yeah. Flower me. <laughs> I'm flower. <laughs> I'm flower. Yeah, I agree. She just kind of like, well, she gets up. Yeah, starts saying some some stuff. <laughs> Stuck at herself. She just turns the corner and she's and a flower. Lane is like, wait, what are you yeah, saying? Yeah, it, it happens really fast, and it's almost like they just kind of shoehorn that in so that Natalie Portman's the last character. Yeah, and you like know? whenever our friend turned into a flower that one time, yeah, that was tragic. It at least <laughs> built up to it. Yeah, it took like twelve years. Yeah, we knew it was coming. <laughs> we tried to tell him to stop. I love that. Yeah. So, casting, casting. I'd recast Dr. Ventress. Yeah. (laughs) But I think the others were fine. Yeah. To me, it was like she was trying to be a Sigourney Weaver type character. Uh, But that only works for, I don't know, Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Sigourney Weaver would have, you know, she would have slayed that role. role. Yeah. Um, I also added one more note, and this is hot take. I loved Natalie Portman. Yeah. So I'm not trying to replace her. But you know who I think would have also bodied that role in a completely different way? Who? Emily Blunt. Oh, for sure. Dude, she needs an Oscar, man. Dude, she's got to get an Oscar. Someday. I love but I Emily. Could, I could see that for sure. She's so talented. Yeah. She I think that, that kind of role too would have kind of fit. Because she almost has a similar, I mean, 
totally different movies, but like in a quiet place, mm-hmm. kind of that, I mean, survivalist. Yeah. So yeah, I could see it. For I sure. think she would have done really well. Cool. Cool. Do you have any notes on casting? No, I am boring. <laughs> I, I, I agree. The only one was the psychologist. Yeah. She just didn't really kill it wah, for me. I wah, couldn't, wah. I couldn't really think of another person, but Sigourney Weaver is for sure the answer because she always plays that like older yeah kind of like i don't know scientists but also kind of a douche sometimes mm-hmm. role yeah she yeah. killed that least favorite part of the film <sighs> yeah i would say the first bear scene with the watchtower that was the only time where i was just like the logic here is really dumb mm-hmm. but honestly a close second might be anya ranting while they're tied up to the chairs because totally. it just felt kind of I don't know. A little yeah. corny. A little, I don't know. I, but then it leads to my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. So it's it's hard. I know. Sure. It's a toss-up. I also, I agree with those being my least favorite scenes. I'd probably say my least part of the film is the military aspect or the lack of. Yeah. Uh, just because it's a big freaking deal considering it's an unknown threat that could potentially expand to the rest of the world over time. Yeah. They have no idea what it is and nobody's come out alive. And the one person who has is just royally gone and the women they were baddies don't get me wrong but like they were baddies in different ways like they were brilliant like the physicist yeah Josie was brilliant Natalie Portman she had you know army training and whatever but and I don't know I feel like there should have been more guns more you know I don't know yeah and I I do want to add though like in in Garland's defense okay because we're being incredibly nitpicky about the realism of yes. the actual plot. With this all being metaphorical, maybe the fact that it's such a small operation is the fact that we have not re- solved cancer. Oh. So we don't know what it is. You know what I, mean? I don't know. Like, you should add to the article. If it's, I should add to the article. <laughs> Just send I actually email. wrote the article. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I should I wrote article. I wish. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. That's That would be my... Yeah, playing devil's advocate. Honestly, just, that's not. Know. I mean, the, I've heard worse. I think that's that's pretty that's pretty know. fair. I don't know. Title of the film and movie poster. I think the title works really well, um, especially when you consider. I mean, I guess cancer. Yeah, being you know the meaning behind mm-hmm. the whole thing and self destruction and it's like an annihilation of the self. You know, so yeah. I I think it works, but. I actually love the title and just because it is a more cryptic version yeah. of saying self-destruction. Um, and it's and so like you harsh. Said, annihilation. I know it sounds very heavy. Like, not dead. You were annihilated. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh gosh. And I've, you know, never struggled with cancer. So I, I don't yeah, know what sure. that's like, but it is wild to, to make that comparison. Yeah. The movie poster is really cool and yeah. evokes a lot of curiosity. My only thing is I think they could have played more into the metaphor of cancer if that is the, what it's about, which sure. I think it is, or self-destruction more than just the colors of the shimmer. Yeah. But it was still great. I you mean, can, I, yeah, I really like it. You get what you expect from the movie. I yeah. mean, there's the shimmer, there's yeah. the lights, and you get the colors. It's all all sorts of stuff. So I think it works. But I could definitely see it going a different direction yeah. creatively. But uh, what, here's a fun little thing. We actually had our first entry for a movie poster. Yes, we did. Because we can't you know, recreate these very well. But somebody made one for Split, and mm-hmm. it looked really cool. So yeah. if you want to send one for any of these. Shout out to Cooper. Thanks for the Cooper. entry. 
You're the man. We love your uh, split poster. What would be a worse name for the film title? Um, I have three. Oh, okay. Kick us off. Okay. Number one, adulteration instead of annihilation. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Adulteration. <laughs> Just terrible. I know it's so bad. That's Because uh, she cheats in her house. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, number two, cocaine bear two. Oh my gosh, that's the one. That's yeah. the money shot. That's the money shot. Uh, number three, Stranger Things, the adult upside down. Ah, that one actually kind of makes sense. It feels very, yeah. very similar in a way. Because it's like Earth, but it's different. But it's different. And but it's, it's adults. It's, but it's <laughs> adults. And it's not in the 80s. Um, I said Yogi Bear tries acid. Oh. Yep. Good for the kids. Good for and the kids. And then <laughs> for your Star Wars fans out there, uh, Padme and Poe's Big Adventure. That's all I got. <laughs> but uh, we love our Star Wars casting <laughs> in this one. Oh, that's awesome. We do love the Star Wars cast. Padme and Poe. Padme and Poe. The two P's and the, two, the pod. The double P's. Hot takes hallway. <laughs> hot takes. Oh, all of the hot takes. Favorite reviews. Ten star. You know, oh, kicks off. Yeah, okay. I'm going to bend the rules a little bit. Okay. I'm going to refract the rules. Oh. I have two. They're short, though. I okay. could not pick. They're both so dumb. Hey, it's okay. Um, takes a whole new meaning to the age-old question of would you have sex with yourself? Ten stars. That's it. I am speechless. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that applies to this movie at all. <laughs> what? The age-old question of would you have the sex age with yourself? The age-old who is asking <laughs> I guess this person. So. And Literally what? have no idea. Maybe the duality of I don't whatever. We're that gonna let you guys just, just digest that one. That is just weird. My other one said, avoided this film for years as I mistook Natalie Portman for Kira Knightley. Shame on me. <laughs> great great movie with multiple twists and turns that always keeps you guessing and a great cast. So it's so funny. Like, about I this. thought this was Pirates Five, so, <laughs> so I'm glad to find out. They it's start not. off on such a off the cuff. Like I just, yeah, I didn't. I avoided it because it's. I thought it was Kieran you know, Knightley. Was that Marin? Because Marin hates. I know. Kira that's so. <laughs> I thought of Marin when I read that. That but is like, so funny. They go from that and then immediately just start critiquing. Like, like yeah, I thought it was a great movie. Multiple twists and turns. Like, <laughs> you, hold on. Like, what did you just say? So I thought that was a great review. That is amazing. Yours are so much better. That would made me laugh. All right, my ten star was called "It Melted My Brain in the Best Way Possible." I don't think it's possible to describe the final 30 minutes of Annihilation and do it justice, which is the best compliment I can give. As a piece of visual storytelling, Annihilation blows it out of the water. Garland's latest work pushes the boundaries of mainstream cinema by offering a film that is so unapologetic in its vision, you can't help but applaud. Not since Arrival 2016 has a film captured my attention so completely and left me so consistently in awe. I mean, what else can I say without spoiling it? The performances are great. The female representation is fantastic. The visual effects and design should get nominated, if not outright win. If you love sci-fi, then you need to watch this immediately on the largest screen you can find. This is a wholly original piece of work that will likely draw wildly different opinions and interpretations. Wow. A very in-depth. Yeah, it kind of hits everything I feel like we yeah. agree with. Just kind of nails the For co- sure. in the coffee. Yeah. I like a review like that. It just kind of like takes it all in yeah. and just we need reviews like that and reviews like yours yeah. to make us laugh <laughs> there's two sides of the coin <laughs> um okay one star 
Mine says boring. <laughs> Three thumbs down emojis. Oh Not enough Oscar Isaac or people being killed. Half star is to the few scenes that fine ass man is in. So, yep. Oscar okay. Isaac fan out there. Yeah. I do love some Oscar Isaac. I do love Oscar Isaac. Hey, what is best Oscar Isaac? Is it Poe or is it uh, Atreides and Dune? Oh, it's got, I feel like it's got to be Atreides. Yeah, Atreides. Beard, such Oscar a great role. Is yeah. different. Yeah. My one star's title, really bad film. Ooh. It is a pretentious film with characters devoid of any interest, a film that, apart from not entertaining, does not generate any kind of suspense or anxiety. A group of women full of trauma decide to enter a zone where the rules of nature do not apply while trying to figure out what is happening in their own lives and understand everything that surrounds them in this strange situation. Then the tragic circumstances begin and all of us onlookers must accept everything we see with the faith of those who are members of a cult. It is a feminist film, uninteresting, slow-paced, and above all, not recommended. Wow. To call it a feminist film is very just... Yeah, that's kind of stupid. Stupid. You're an idiot. Yeah. Get out. Get out. Get out, Get out of here. here. <laughs> what is that from? I know. I was just thinking that. Get out, Get out of here. Oh my gosh. That's going to kill me. I know. I don't know. I've said it like on several pod episodes. We and need uh, to go ask Josh in the other room. We'll just look. We'll find it. Okay. Do cool, we cool. have any hot takes? Hmm. I have three. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All righty. Shall I? You shall. Kick? I will kick. You kick. This is a hot take. Okay. These are kind of hot. All right. I'm ready to get burned. Oscar Isaac might have outperformed Natalie Portman in this one. Ooh. I think, I don't know. I mean, every scene he in, in. Every scene he in. Every he, scene he in, he do He great. do good. <laughs> he do he, good job. <laughs> I, I say more word, but fewer do I try. mean, I don't think that's too, too terribly hot. I, th- I think he completely kills this role. And not only was he just great, but there were just a few things about Natalie's performance that I was kind of shocked by. Okay. Because I love Natalie Portman. Yes. And she does great. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to yes. say that she didn't do great. But there are a few parts I thought she could have been bigger. Okay. Reacting to her husband coughing up blood, then the SWAT team just taking him. She's yeah. like, just kind of, I mean, she's freaking out, but not freaking not out. enough. Getting the girl out of the water while there is a creature in there. She just like dives in and <laughs> yeah, gets dude, her out. And I'm like, ready. there's this like creature you haven't seen yet yes. dragging this other girl in and you're just not. Um, I agree. You're not phased at all. Because like even when they get her out, she's a, Natalie's character is the last one out of the water and she's just chilling, walking out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm looking around, making sure that creature's not I, pulling me down. Kind of on that same note, that's one of my only nitpicks about her character. I feel like they tried to make her character too like hard sometimes. Like she's like too badass. And I'm I was like, about to say, be a human being. Like because you are just a normal. Like she's obviously a baddie in her own right, but like she's just like stone cold sometimes. And yeah. like one of my other nitpicks on that same scene. This is such. A, this is the definition of a nitpick. But when she's shooting the gator. I didn't love the face she was making. I don't know, which that sounds so dumb because like you can't control the face you're making yes. when you're shooting a gun. It was very like, but it just looked like everything about it was like her character knew she was going to live. Yes. Like, like almost like a, I don't know. She's, I don't know. Like she knew she couldn't die. I don't know. It was weird. I agree. I, she's, That's I, a good it, way to put it actually, what you just said. I think it almost felt like she knew she wasn't ever going to die. Like she's, there's no fear. She's just doing things. Yeah. 
and you're like, and okay, show a little bit she, of. Yes, I completely agree because I know they make her a military girl. Yeah. And maybe she was just a cult killer back in the day. Maybe. But then she's like crying in the middle of the night, having dreams of her husband. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. My last one. Okay. The score should have received a nomination at the Academy Awards. I agree with that one. I'm honestly surprised it didn't. So. Whatever. mm. Again, horror is never appreciated at the Oscars. Come on, guys. Come on, Oscar. Come on, Isaac. So, <laughs> I, um, so bad. I just said, this, this is probably hot. And now that I actually know this cancer thing, I may be switching it up. Okay. I wrote this pre-understanding all of this. Um, I said, I might enjoy an ending, not exactly similar, but somewhat similar to Cabin in the Woods, where I see it, on a larger scale. Like mm. what does it mean from here? Like the shimmer is obviously like a thing. Like what happens? What are the like repercussions or like, what if it like takes over more landmass or like, what if it, I don't know, like some ending where you're like, Oh man, like this thing is just a force to be reckoned with. Like instead of her killing it. Yeah. Instead, you know, cause it just, I don't know, maybe tying a little ribbon that, that way. But that also might, take away from the ambiguity of all of it. So I, I'm iffy on that one, but it is what it is. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Have we heard any hot takes we agree or disagree with? Mm. Everyone who, and we've said this already, I'm just going to reiterate. Okay. Everyone who hates this movie doesn't understand it. Yeah. Which seems to be the case with most metaphorical films, considering people have short attention spans and no patience these days. I agree more with the high ratings than I do with the lower ratings, but only because of how intentional I do think Garland was with everything. Yeah. And I will say it's not a perfect film by any means. So those giving it a 10 are definitely overlooking some major misses. For sure. That's a wow. Worded perfectly. Well, thank you. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, doctor. Um, yeah, I'm I, Frank anyway. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. I saw somebody say, uh, best ending to any film in terms of most impactful I've ever witnessed. <laughs> like, what? dude. Have you ever seen Camp Rock 2? <laughs> like, come on. Dude, the scene, I can't, I don't know if it's number one or number two. I've never seen any of them. Camp Rock? But the scene where What's Your Face is like on oh, the piano yeah. showing them the movies, they're like, this is great. I know. She's really good. <laughs> yeah, um, you're telling me that's not better. Come on. No, but seriously, in a world where we yeah. have films like, I don't know, like Shawshank Redemption. You oh, know, I mean, yeah. come on. Best, most impactful ending. There, there's better out there. Interstellar. But, oh, what, talk about impactful. Dude. For sure. Yeah, so things like that. Inception. I yeah. Oh, I mean, any Chris Nolan film. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's wildly hot take. Wildly. That's a molting. That's molting hole. What is the hottest of old hot takes? I'd probably say that. Honestly. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Which, I feel like I always do that for hot takes. But, like, when people make the mistake of comparing them... Or saying drastic things, it's hard for me to overlook that. Yeah. So. And then I'd said second to that, comparing it to Arrival, which is a masterpiece. Oh, really? Yeah, it is not a, even close to Arrival. Okay. So, um, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I want to rewatch Arrival because I haven't seen it in years. I just love Denny. But I'd love to rewatch it. Yeah, Denny yeah. is the man. The man. Do we agree with the IMDb rating of 6.8? Hmm. You might disagree with what I'm going to say. Oh. Um, I'd give it a 7. 
just for the climax alone. Yeah. Because I think that climax with the music and like everything, I don't yeah. know, maybe 6.9. I was going to, I'll, I'll meet you at 6.9. Okay. Um, in the middle. I think just a little bit higher, but I, like you said, there's obviously flaws. Yeah. But I mean, the concept is crazy mm-hmm. and you've got to respect that. And I mean, the imagery, the music, performances from Oscar Isaac and most of the time, Natalie Portman, like there's... <laughs> you mean Kira Knightley? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Kira Knightley. Um, I, I'll say 6.9. I think just a, a tud, a tudge. A tudge. Wow, a touch higher. 6.9 not a for jewels. 6.9 for jewels, RIP. Chill factor. What do we think is the best part of this film? Mm. I said the concept, just because I think it's brilliantly yes. unique, especially so if it there. is about cancer. But yeah. I did put honorary mentions, the climax and the scream bear. Yeah. As the, you know, just conceptual <laughs> and the second scene. So I, I love a good creature in a movie. Yeah. And I feel like scream bear slash Mutated bear, whatever you want to call it. Slash cocaine bear too. Slash cocaine bear too. Slash yogi bear. Slash on yogi acid. bear on acid. It's so cool. Yeah. I love the sound design. It was so I used this yeah. word earlier, but just so haunting. And then like the way it moved around, the creature's design. That whole scene to me was just super cool. And then on top of all of that, how grotesque Anya's death was from that bear when he just rips the bottom half of her mm-hmm. jaw. I mean, that was that whole scene to me. I was like, wow, that's I'm locked in. That I was will, crazy. Dude, this might be a hot take. That that beast itself has got to be up there in like some of the most haunting yeah. creatures ever the created. No, I, the noise, man, it just is so creepy to yeah. hear somebody just like who's dead just echoing it through its. If ugh. you're not going to watch this film, go look it up watch on that scene. Just look up the house scene, Annihilation yeah. Bear. Yeah, Mutant Bear. I don't know. It's it's worth watching because it's so creepy. Agreed. Final Rex. Do we recommend this film to everyone or only a select audience? I said probably just a select audience. Yeah, and I only I agree. say that because like if I have a conversation with you and I can sense that you like a good thought provoking film that'll have you spending hours on Google after the credits start rolling, then I'll probably recommend it to you. If you do like, so for example, I'll just throw my parents under the bus. Love you guys to death. <laughs> but they love very straight to the point, concrete answer. Like the guy on, gets the Brando girl, and the hero wins. I know. Come on, guys. I hero know. wins. And so this movie, I would say, nah, not for you no, guys. It's fine. But then like, I mean, going back to, so our friend Cooper, he does love like intricate, like yeah. Christopher Nolan, like Tenet. He Let's loves Tenet, swears there's a meaning for it. Like, I think people like that, then yeah, give this movie a shot. Yeah. Look into it. If you enjoy metaphorical films or films that you may have to do some research to find out the true meaning of them, this is definitely a must watch for you. That's what I said. If you enjoy sci-fi horror to any degree, it's definitely entertaining in that way. Yeah, It's like The Last of Us meets Cabin in the Woods meets Alien. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. I think there are even a lot of things that I was like, oh, that's kind of similar to The Last of Us. Maybe yeah. they took some inspiration as far as production design goes. Definitely. I could totally see that, especially like with the guy growing into the swimming pool and like yeah. stuff on the walls. And yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Cool. All right. I guess we're ready for the riddle. Oh, yeah. Let's, do we want it? Let's do the riddle. Do we want it? I've got it right here. Riddle for next week. For next week's episode. Woohoo. Woohoo. Well, that wraps up. The, I guess, yeah, I guess episode. that wraps up. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, so, uh, we're done with this oh, episode. Oh, by the way, see ya. <laughs> um, yeah, 
that's it for Annihilation. But Boom. we have a riddle that will allude to next week's episode if you want to try to decipher our little cryptic message Let's here. Let's go. Here we go. I am you and you are me. A reflection in a twisted reality. A family's nightmare. Reflections unite. And the shadows they dwell hidden from sight. A director's vision. A thriller, no less. What am I, the cinematic success? Hmm. Boom. Yes, it's Jaws. Okay. Yes, guys, it's Jaws. Okay, get off the back. Um, it's not Jaws. It's not Jaws. <laughs> but do what you will with that one. It is the nun. It is the nun. <laughs> it is grudge 2020. No. Not bringing um, it back. Okay. Well, thank you all for embarking on this journey with us through Annihilation and the ever mysterious Shimmer. Ooh, we hope you enjoyed our deep dive into this mind-bending film or refracting film. Refracting film. Uh, if you have your own theories, speculations, or shimmering hot takes about this movie, we'd love to hear them. Share them with us and all of your cinephile friends and let us keep the conversation going. Please. And as always, please do not forget to follow us on social media for more thrilling content. You can find us at The Chamber of Chills on TikTok and Instagram. We are about to unleash a wave of exciting stuff on there. So uh, stay tuned. You want to be there for that. Stay tuned. Uh, join us next time for another cinematic adventure into the unknown. Until then, keep watching, keep wondering, and of course, keep sharing the Chamber of Chills podcast. See you in the shimmer. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>